Hello and welcome to the Slow Down and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Kim Stark, and this podcast is all about how we can move at a more natural, less busy pace so we can have beautiful, calm and abundant lives. Hello, my friends. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I am actually recording from New Zealand. So this is the first time me and my mic have traveled together. It's a very special moment. <laughs> and um, so it's really cute. I'm in this very small cabin by the seaside in Piha, which is on the West Coast. And I'm in a beautiful garden and I have my mic all set up. And yeah, it's really fun to be able to travel and still be able to do this for you guys. And yeah, I'm here for four weeks and I am loving it. It's really nice to be just in different energy. Where I live in Byron Bay, the energy is very full on. It's a place of healing. People come to heal there and and so sometimes living there full time can be pretty intense. So I am definitely enjoying being out of that energy and I find that so far the, the energy in New Zealand is very light, like very old feeling, but very light as well. So yeah, my energy is a little bit different and and obviously being right by the beach at the moment is really nice and I actually spent the first four days doing a dance embodiment workshop uh, with a organization called Open Floor. And so that was so nice to just spend four days on the dance floor with 100 people doing a whole bunch of different exercises as well as just dancing. So it was a lot of free dance, like ecstatic dance. So basically you just move however you want in the space. And that style of dance brings up a lot. It's similar to kind of what happens when you slow down and start listening. You actually start to realize how much is going on inside you. And that process can be a lot easier when you're moving. So I think sometimes that's why people are a bit scared to slow down because generally I find people then find how much emotion they haven't been feeling or thoughts they've been ignoring. And it's a lot harder to ignore that stuff when you're you know, busy and hectic and running around. So being on the dance floor for hours at a time is a similar thing. It's just you and your body and what you're feeling. And so I I love the the depth that you can get to in a workshop like that. And also it's pretty intense as well. So I enjoy it. I, uh, you know, I'm a self-development junkie. So I love digging <laughs> and kind of working through things. And yeah, definitely was a deep dive. So coming to where I am now in this little cabin by the beach is actually really lovely. Um, and today I wanted to talk about outsourcing. So people sometimes miss this one in terms of how you can kind of take back control of your life and not be so busy. So outsourcing is really important. I reckon it's the secret weapon to a lifestyle that is a lot healthier And there's many reasons why people might be scared of outsourcing. And so by outsourcing, I mean letting other people take on work that you're doing that you don't necessarily need to be doing. It's not your genius. So there's been, you know, a lot of writers talk about this, like Tim Ferriss. That's pretty much how he sort of gets down to what he calls the four-hour work week is like what are the bare minimum things that you need to do to operate your business And also I want to talk about this in terms of life as well, which I think it equally applies. So if you're not running a business, you know, this episode still is for you and looking at how you might be able to outsource some of the things you're doing. So we 
we just in general outsource different things that are acceptable, like most people have an accountant. So rather than sitting there and spending hours trawling through things and kind of getting stuck on stuff you don't understand and you have to then Google things and work stuff out, most people are very happy to pay an accountant to do that for them. But then for some reason in other areas, people are like, oh, no, 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 I couldn't possibly let someone else do that. <laughs> or there's judgment or it's uh, seen as indulgent or um, like I'm thinking not necessarily on a business point of view but from a life point of view, like one of the ones that really gets people is getting a cleaner because, you know, I think people have judgments around that as being, you know, indulgent or a waste of money. And so it's a good one to kind of look at in terms of this idea of outsourcing. So imagine you're really, really busy and you've got lots of things to do and keeping a house clean is just one of those things as an adult we have to do. I mean, obviously you can let it go and everyone has very different levels of uh, what they're willing to accept in terms of cleanliness. But generally you have to do some sort of cleaning. You have to eventually clean the toilet eventually sweep the floors and vacuum and things like that. And it's time consuming. And I also believe it's one thing that can make you feel really good. Like how great is it to have a really clean house? Like that just mental health wise is like such a quick hack. So I think looking at something like that where you're like, I'm really busy. Here's something that I probably like if you don't get joy from cleaning, then definitely outsource it. So if you don't get joy from it, it's taking up time. It doesn't require any of your skills. It's not advancing your life in any way. That is a perfect task for outsourcing. And if you think about the offset in terms of what you get for what you pay. So if you're getting stuck on, yeah, but that's an extra expense, I don't want to spend, you know, the $700 to get my house clean for two to three hours. Think about what that time gives you if you're not spending it cleaning. So maybe that's time that you can be spending with your kids or working on, you know, some other business idea that you have or, you know, going for a nice nature walk. You know, there's so many different things that are so much better for your mental health and your physical health than cleaning. So I definitely am a big advocate for spending the money on doing things like that and looking at where you can cut back on stuff in order to get that money if money is a tight issue for you. You know, like eat out twice, like less during the week. So for someone who is eating cafes or getting a lot of coffees or however, you know, or dropper, you know, Netflix or a stand subscription, you know, there's there are ways to kind of reallocate money towards things that actually are going to help you a lot more. So that's a pretty good example of how to outsource things uh, if you don't have a business. Another one that I heard of, uh, and this is probably, uh, it's good for everyone, but I think it's definitely justified if you have children, is actually outsourcing cooking. So that might be even way more indulgent in your mind than getting a cleaner. But I've had friends that they get someone to prepare meals for them either off-site or in their kitchen. So they go off, they do the shopping, 
how good would it be to not have to go to the grocery store every like two or three days, right? Or to think about what to cook and then cook it and then, oh, I just think it's brilliant. I haven't done it, but yeah, so they go off, they get the ingredients, they, you know, they either cook at their place and then bring over things and, you know, prepackaged stuff for three or four days, you know, put things in the freezer, make stews, make soups, that kind of thing. And so it just means that when you're wanting to eat, you've got food there ready, prepared, and you haven't spent God knows how many hours of a week prepping food and getting, you know, supermarket runs, all of those things. And I actually did look at this financially and I, the, the amount of money that I spend eating out because I haven't prepared food, I reckon I would actually save money if I got someone to actually prepare and do all the shopping <laughs> because definitely planning your meals does save money. I think everyone can agree on that one. So, yeah, I was like, wow, if I like if I actually paid someone to prepare my meals, that I would save money because I'm I was eating out, you know, at least once a day. So, just something to think about. There's so many different areas of life. You know, even if you're, you know, not working, you, you are working for someone, you're not working for yourself. You know, is there a virtual assistant you can hire to help you with some of your life admin tasks? I mean, it depends on how many, you've, how much you've got, but um, yeah, just start to have a little think. That one might be for really overwhelmed and busy and stressed people, you know, outsourcing some of those more mundane tasks that we all have to do. So then with business, uh, and like I said, it's the secret weapon. I just love the idea of outsourcing. I would not be where I am if I had tried to do everything myself. So I obviously started out that way. When I first started the wheat bags business, uh, I was, you know, at that point buying fabric and then cutting it and sewing it, filling them, doing all the packaging, labeling, you know, marketing, finding stores, packing it all up, managing invoices, you know, all the things. And, and then I added more to it when I actually started making my own fabric. So then back then I was screen printing everything. So I was designing the fabrics. I was getting all the screens made. I was physically printing every piece of fabric and then cutting it up and then sewing. And so it was a lot. And the very first thing I did was have a friend come and help me because I was just so busy and overwhelmed. And and usually it was around when I was preparing for a market. So I remember sitting there with multiple friends. Thank you if you're listening, friends, for all of your help back in the day. Sitting there, I was doing jewelry at this point as well, you know, painting and sanding these little wooden pieces that were then glued together to create this jewelry. That was back when my brand was called Emity because I had a name change after four years to uh, Wheatbags Love. And so (laughs) we would sit there and, and it was so nice of them. They would usually, I think they were doing it for free. Sometimes I think I would pay people or do an exchange and so that actually worked out to be a really great way to start getting help and start outsourcing because it just was a nice soft way to introduce like you know I wasn't hiring people I wasn't stressing about the money I wasn't worried about being a boss and I think that kind of led into the way I hired people I think the very first person I hired was someone that I was 
friends with who I kind of knew but didn't know very well. And so she came and helped. And, and again, it was just that next level up of like, okay, I know her, she's a friend, but, you know, I'm actually paying her and she's coming in and doing particular hours. And she was helping me sew at that point. And then I guess my first official employee was someone I met at a market. She was actually uh, employed by the woman next to me and was helping out for a few days and we got chatting and and I was like, oh, I really need someone like you. <laughs> like, how do I how do I find one of you? And she's like, well, actually, this company's moving to the country and I'm looking for, you know, more work. And I was like, oh, great. So then she came on board and I hired her because of her, I guess, more of her personality and what I would call personality skills. So she was a hard worker. She was really smart. She thought out of the box you know, she was just very switched on and uh, knew what she was doing across a whole bunch of different areas. So she had kind of sewn a little bit, but I, you know, taught her how to sew the wheat bags. And then from there, I'd hired a whole bunch of people over the years who some of them had never sewn, but I always hired for who they were as people, because I find that skills like sewing can be taught but more personality type things can't be taught. So that was something I really learned as I went along. And also because I was with them in the studio all day, every day, I wanted them to be people that I, you know, liked and got along with and had fun with. So yeah, I think hiring friends first kind of meant I became a boss who treated people like a friend versus a boss. But there was there was still like respect. So when I said to do something, they still did it, but I gave them a lot of leeway. And I think that's my other point about outsourcing and finding people. This is if you want to hire people. Obviously, you can find companies to do things and, you know, virtual assistants and marketing companies. I kind of always sort of went the track of hiring people internally instead of outsourcing to a company. That's just the way I prefer to do it. I prefer to work one-on-one with people and and really pick people that got what I was doing and and also got how I worked. So that was another really important part because I am not a detail-oriented person. I can be if I'm forced to, like I can pull out a spreadsheet and, you know, do the numbers and all of that. But from a systems point of view, I'm not a detail-oriented person. So whoever I employed had to be okay with things being a little bit messy and kind of moving with my more flowing kind of style. Like I had a few people over the years who really needed detailed instructions and they needed step by step, how do I do this? And it's just, it's not how I work. So I work with people who can kind of, you know, be told what to do and see how things are working and then kind of run with it and either create create a system for it, which I always loved when people who were working for me created a system that could then be passed on because it's just not my skill set. And I'll talk about, you know, hiring for people that are better at you, better than you at doing things. And that was definitely one of them, people who were better at systems than I was. So yeah, so it's about hiring people that are going to suit the way that you work. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you know, butting heads and not feeling supported. So I had a very loose hand as a boss. I was very much like, okay, this is the role. This is the task. 
you know, this is what you're overly responsible for, off you go, go do it. And I didn't micromanage and they had a lot of freedom and they could come up with their own ways of doing things. And definitely in both businesses, so both wheat bags and my retail store, most of the systems were refined through the people that worked with me. So I sort of had my own way of doing it. And then over time, people refined it and it became more of a system. And so that was great. Love that. And people loved working for me in that system because they didn't, they felt like they uh, had a lot of freedom and they weren't being, you know, micromanaged and stuck and there was no flexibility. And so I, I was always very like, you know, if you're sick, you're sick, take time off, or if you need to leave early to do this or do that. So yeah, I love flexibility with working with people. And I just want to swing back around to why you would want to outsource in the first place, especially at that very beginning part where money is tight and you really don't think you can justify hiring someone. Like it's a really scary thing. And I think that's why starting with, you know, hiring friends is a great way to go and just starting slow. Like I think, you know, I had someone working for five hours the first time and I was like, okay, five hours, you know, whatever you're paying them. It ends up being like, you know, a couple hundred dollars a week. So it's not too scary. And hopefully, you know, you're making enough money that that can pay for itself. And then you can build up from there once you're comfortable having someone around for just a couple of hours a week. The thing you've got to remember is you cannot grow a business with just yourself. It's exhausting and you can only ever get a certain level, right? So if, if you want your business to remain very, very small, very micro, then yes, of course, you can do everything yourself. But if you're wanting it to really become something that supports you, you need to know that your energy is finite and that your time is finite. So even though it might seem really scary to hire someone, the level of energy that can then come into your business to then actually create more profit and more growth is big. So I definitely experienced that where what happened was I was very, very tired and very, very overworked and working a lot. And I was energetically blocking more sales from coming in because I couldn't hold anymore. I physically couldn't hold anymore. And it was like this weird kind of belief where it was like, uh, I don't want to earn more because that would mean working harder and doing even more than what I was doing. So energetically, there was just no space in the business to grow. So then what happens if you outsource and get someone to actually take on some of that load, you actually create a bit of a vacuum, a bit of a void space that then can get filled with more sales, which equals more money, which then means you're actually able to earn more in your business than if you hadn't hired that person. So let me just say that again, even though it feels scary to spend that money on someone's salary or wage, it actually creates much more growth and is therefore worth it. So it actually, your business expands to hold that extra person. And then again, when you get a second person and so forth and so on, it clears up your energy so that then you can actually attract more. The other great thing is that you get to hire people who are way better at things than you are. You are not going to be a jack of all trades. I know some people are very resistant to hand over control of certain things in their business, and I get it. I'm a bit of a control freak too. 
But then it's such a great feeling when you can actually go, okay, here's the thing I want you to look after. Let's say it's, you know, social media. And even though you're like, oh, I can say all the things and I know the tone of my business, when you actually hand that over and then someone actually picks better photos than you and is funnier than you, I'm speaking from personal experience here, (laughs) you look at it and you're like, damn, all right, fine, you're better at that. I'm glad that you're doing it, not me. And that's a similar thing with accountant, right? Like we hire accountants because they're way better at things and they do it a lot quicker. So people will be quicker than you. They'll be better at it. You don't have to think about it. It's like a weight off your shoulders. You know you're being supported. The feeling of support, actually, I really, yeah, love that feeling of when you have people looking after something, your mind energy isn't being taken up by that anymore. And it's like such a relief. It's like, okay, great. Don't have to think about the social media today because I know this person is looking after it and is building that and creating more awareness for our business. And I'm not energetically and physically having to do it. Such a great feeling. So I think it's just getting over that initial kind of usually financial worry about hiring someone. But yeah, I guess this whole episode is about, trust me, it works. It will enable more to come to you. So have a little think about how you might be able to free up your time. So I think that's what happens when we grow in business. We actually buy back our time. And that's why the more you grow, the more you make, the more freedom and more time you have. And I think that's, you know, most reasons why people get into business because they want freedom. They want time freedom. They want money freedom. And I just really believe you can't get there without getting help. Surrendering control, handing things over and saying, yes, I need some help. And here's some financial exchange for it. And uh, it's just such a, yeah, it's just a, a way more fun way of working as well to have a a team, whether that's just you and one other person. It's just less lonely. Yeah, it's just, I love it. It's great. I was talking with a friend who has a a business with her partner. And so that's great. They already have each other, which is lovely. But they also have a small child and they're incredibly stressed. This conversation was a little while ago. They were both also working extra jobs and then had this business that was pretty much full time as well. And she was saying, I'm so stressed. And I just, you know, he's really stressed. He's working two jobs and and she's like, well, I just can't get him to get help. And it was one of those businesses that would have been really easy to get help in. But he was just like, nope, every dollar that we make is going back into the business so that we can grow and expand. And and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like the way you grow and expand is actually by using that money to hire someone to free up your time. And so, yeah, it was a bit challenging you know, I didn't offer too much advice because I wasn't asked to offer advice and I try not to offer advice unless I'm asked for it. Maybe that's why I have this podcast so I can give advice. Uh, But I was just like, oh, you know, it's a shame to see people who are really tired and burnt out and are fearful, fearful that they, they don't have those extra financial resources to outsource and yet that's the way you get more financial resources so yeah it was just a an example that popped into my head where even if someone had come in for five ten hours a week that would have freed up their time so much and then again it's that energetic expansion then they could ah, breathe and be like oh actually cool well maybe we can you know uh, start to implement this other thing that we've been wanting to do but haven't had the time to do and that's also how you create new new businesses by actually creating new things and you can't necessarily be creative if you're exhausted so that's another really good reason to outsource 
So if you're going about your daily life, whether you're in your own business or you're not and you're working for someone else or you're doing something else, start to pay attention to those things that you dread. You really don't want to do and it drains your energy. You procrastinate on them. It makes you tired or you know, you're really busy and you don't have time for that thing. And just have a look at, is this something that I can get someone else to do? Like be really creative. It might not be really obvious things. Like I think the cleaning is an obvious one. But yeah, just looking at, oh, is there something else I can be doing instead of this thing that I dread and I put off? And so, yeah, especially that's a good indication in business. Like you want to be spending all your time on things that create joy, things that you're excited about. Again, that's just the energetics of a business, like making sure you're not, you know, holding yourself back with tasks that are just like that icky kind of, uh, I don't want to do it. So just over the next couple of weeks, have a little play. When you start to feel that energy, be like, oh, is this something that someone else can be doing? Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. So that's my kind of tit bits from having outsourced and had employees and, and contractors and things like that over the last 10 years. And yeah, it's just, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am now in this incredible lifestyle, lots of freedom that I have and time and money freedom if I hadn't gotten help. And the money arrived. I just want to say that again. The money arrived to pay those people uh, as soon as I started outsourcing. So thank you for listening. And I'm really looking forward to being with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please follow or subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And join me over on Instagram at Slow Down and Thrive for more daily tips and messages.